Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm doing amazing today. I think partly because here in San Francisco, where I live, it's summertime. And imagine this, it actually feels like summer. If you've ever been here in the summer and made the mistake of packing nothing but shorts and tank tops, you know it can get pretty cold. You see a lot of souvenir shops selling a lot of sweatshirts with San Francisco emblazoned across the front. Not so much because people want those shirts, but because they come here and they're not prepared. And it's great business for the souvenir shops. So yes, if you've never been here before, please note, San Francisco is not like Los Angeles. Not with the climate, not with the culture. It's a different part of the state. And we love it. There's a healthy rivalry between San Francisco and Southern California. So on today's episode, I'm going to continue introducing you to the Beautiful Baggage Framework. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the first episode yet, I encourage you to do that whenever you can to get a better feel for the journey we're taking here. But the quick summary is that if you're feeling like you've lost your sense of adventure, or you want to get out there and travel more, but you're apprehensive, afraid, or you feel like there are a bunch of reasons why you can't, time, money, lack of know-how, through the Beautiful Baggage Framework, we're going to work through that and get you excited about the possibilities. And even better, when you start exploring the possibilities, looking forward and for a way to go places and do new things, you're going to feel yourself growing, feeling more positive and creative, more motivated to improve and maintain your health, and the benefits go on and on. In episode two, I encouraged you to look back to past adventures for inspiration. Today, we're going to look forward, for some of you, way forward, because it's something that so many people, particularly women, I find, are afraid to do, and that is travel alone. Now, if you already do this regularly, great job. And toward the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm especially proud of you intrepid solo travelers. But if the thought of taking a trip by yourself is really scary for you, I'm not going to try to convince you to do it right away, but I'm going to try to plant a tiny seed in your mind to get you thinking about why it could, or in my opinion should, be a worthy goal for you to be aiming for. Number one, if you're looking for a stronger sense of self-confidence, a stronger sense of self-reliance, Traveling by yourself is a great way to start building that confidence muscle really, really quickly. I was 19 years old when I first began traveling by myself. I went to France to do a summer internship on the outskirts of Paris, and I didn't know anybody when I first moved over there. But I wanted to see Paris thoroughly, and I wanted to explore the countryside. And I did make some friends at work and had some amazing experiences with other people, But a lot of what I did was on my own because I knew I had a limited amount of time in France and I was determined to make the most of it. In the process, I quickly learned that I loved traveling by myself. 
especially because of what it did for my self-confidence. I learned to read the train timetables, navigate maps, ask for directions, and sometimes I got lost anyway. But in the process, I learned to own my mistakes, because it's not like you can pass along the blame to other people when you're the one responsible for getting yourself from point A to point B. So I think I loved it just because I found the whole experience to be tremendously empowering. So again, number one, traveling alone can be a fast track to greater self-confidence. Reason number two to travel alone. You also discover more about who you are, how much of a museum you can tolerate in one day. When I was 19, I loved Paris museums so much, I went to the Louvre and the Musée d'Orsay multiple times. I also took myself down under the streets of Paris to the catacombs. That's essentially an underground graveyard where you're literally walking through stacks of human skulls and bones. It's pretty creepy, actually. <laughs> Not everyone wants to do that. And I'm pretty sure I wouldn't do the catacombs again, to be perfectly honest with you, especially by myself. But having complete agency over where I went and how long I stayed at each place, really for the first time in my life, I found I was the boss of my comings and goings. There was no one to negotiate with but myself. An added benefit to this is now when I travel with family, friends, colleagues, which of course I also enjoy tremendously, I find that I'm more confident in speaking up about my preferences, about offering advice and suggestions about where to go and what to do. And as someone who was once very shy and had trouble expressing my opinions, the confidence I gained through traveling alone really helped me find my voice in so many other areas of my life. So we've talked about how traveling on our own can build our overall confidence and our sense of self-reliance. We've talked about how it helps us to get to know ourselves better and become better at negotiating our wants and needs. And so now we get to reason number three, which to me is one of the best reasons of all. When you travel alone, you're showing other people what's possible. You're paving the way for them. This is especially true for women. When I was 19 and working in my internship outside Paris, some of the older women in the office would act concerned when I told them I was going somewhere outside the city for the weekend. Tout seul, they would ask, all alone. <laughs> and I suppose that's still the reaction a 19-year-old woman, or a woman of any age for that matter, still often gets a lot of places when she tells people she's traveling alone. But yes, I learned that I really enjoyed traveling to Tussol, and I got a rush out of it, actually. No matter who you are, when you have the courage to go out and do something that isn't all that common, like traveling alone, in a place where you don't see a lot of people who look like you doing it, you're showing the world that it can be done, and you're challenging the idea that someone like you needs to be chaperoned. I mean, can you imagine if we lived in a world where everyone, regardless of their gender, race, religious background, age, you name it, could travel freely and without fear, that would be a beautiful, beautiful thing. So if you can travel alone, making sure you're smart about it, of course, and feel as comfortable and safe as you possibly can be, you are, in my opinion, helping pave the way for others to do the same. So think about it. We'll talk more about how and why in future episodes. Before I let you go, have you signed up for my email list yet? You can find the sign-up form on yourbeautifulbaggage.com. That's yourbeautifulbaggage.com. Come check it out and sign up. And I almost forgot, if you listened to episode two, I told you I was going on a field trip. Well, guess what? I did it. 
and it was really fun. It opened me up to all kinds of new resources right in my own community. And um, my life has changed a little bit. I feel myself growing. That's the whole point. You don't have to go very far, but you just have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, outside of your everyday routine, and you pick up more and more beautiful baggage. So enjoy your upcoming weekend, everyone, and I'll see you soon. Take care.